At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Christmas Eve, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your source for notes, quotes, and all the daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. And I know it's only the second episode of this thing, and I've already changed the theme music, but it's a crazy season, and we're at Christmas time for night two of the podcast, so you're going to have to bear with me. Have a special guest with us for this, our second ever edition of the podcast. It's Senior Director of Digital Media and Communications and making his debut here on the Hornets Hivecast. It is Matt Rachinsky. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. Man, I am thrilled to be joining you, Sam, but I have to tell you, you have set the bar really high with your first episode having Mitch Kupchak on, and now you're, you're bringing on me. I, I, I don't know if I can meet that bar, man. This is going to be a tough one, but I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to make sure we, we carry episode two of the podcast through here. I believe in you. I certainly do. <laughs> and uh, and especially, thank you. Uh, obviously, we're taping this a little ahead of time, but I think technically at this point it is Christmas Eve. So thank you for joining us here on Christmas Eve. We've got a lot to get into on this show. We're going to be talking about Terry Rozier and that fantastic performance he had last night. We're going to be talking about some holiday notes around the Hornets and around our uh, organization as a whole. But I don't know about you. I know there's the, the good news, bad news. Uh, you know, what what do you want to take first? I, I'd like to get the bad news out of the way. Where, where are you on that debate, by the way? Uh, I, you know what? I think you're right. Let's get the bad news out of the way first. I'd like to get that out just so that we can all have something positive to focus on as we move on to the next day or the, in the next game or whatever it might be. We want to leave people. We want people to leave here feeling positive as we're as we're going through this, right? I think we're on the same page. All right, so let's get it out of the way. The Hornets lost, 
It was 121-114 to 114 on the road at Cleveland. I, I think this is a game that hurts on a number of levels. For one, it, it's the opener of the season. You want to start on, on a good note. There was a lot of momentum with LaMelo Ball and Gordon Hayward being added to the roster and how the team looked and flowed for the most part, especially the first two units in the preseason. And then they come out against Cleveland and just have a rough rough second quarter, outscored by 20 by the Cavs. Uh, They won the second half, but it was just too big a hole to overcome. What were your thoughts on night one? Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's disappointing, obviously. Everybody starts the season 0-0, and you want to be one of those teams that start off 1-0. That's not what we came out with. Got off to a little bit of a slow start, but the team was able to regroup in that first quarter. But it's crazy in the NBA how how a five-minute stretch, if you hit one of those lulls and it, allow a team to just kind of get rolling, how much it can really change the and, and impact a game throughout the course of the rest of the game. And you're right. You know, things were looking pretty decent. It was 44-40. to 40, and, and with 525 left in the second quarter, you know, playing on the road in your in the opener – you got some momentum. Maybe you're building some confidence and have a shot to go into the half and, and be close in this one and hopefully pull out the victory in, in the second half. And that's not what happened. Instead, the wheels just kind of fell off right there, you know, as, as they closed on a 21-4 to run. And in that course of that time, it, it, I, want, I want something to be known. Granted, yes, Coach Borrego said after the game that in that second quarter he felt like early on shots weren't falling for the guys. And that might have led to them putting their heads down a little bit. And, and by doing that, that also led to less effort on the defensive side of the court. And, and he said that, you know, the team had, had kind of quit on, in that regard. You don't ever want to hear that. And thankfully, the team was able to bounce back in the second half. But let's make no mistake about it, too. The Cavaliers played some pretty amazing basketball in that quarter and, and what they were able to accomplish. I mean, they shot 74% from the field, 50% from beyond the arc at all their free throws, and basically dominated us in every category right there, especially the rebounding. And that was, that was a huge impact to be out-rebounded 11-4 to in that second quarter when that team has those bodies inside that you know that you're worried about in an Andre Drummond, you know that you're worried about in a Larry Nance Jr. Those guys were able to do what they wanted to do in that second quarter, and, and we couldn't stop them. And they were just getting set up for just amazingly easy shots and converting, so credit them as well. Yeah, there were two numbers coming into the game that I had my eye on. One was turnovers because it had been such an issue in preseason, but quite honestly it had also been an issue for Cleveland, so I thought maybe that would wash out. The one I was really focused on was rebounding because Cleveland has so many big bodies, even without Kevin Love. You know, Andre Drummond might be the best rebounder in the NBA. He certainly looked like it, and Larry Nance Jr. wasn't far off either uh, after the game head coach James Borrego uh, talking about the rebounding which was a loss for the team and also the second loss for the team uh, in Cody Zeller where we don't know the extent of the injury but well I'll let, let coach tell you about it. Right. This is a team that's big and physical it's been an issue for us going back to last season um, you know we're gonna have to address that internally externally I'm not sure you know Mitch and I will have those conversations moving forward over the next day or two but um you know, obviously Cody's going to miss some time, and uh, but we need other guys to step up. 
So we, we don't want to speculate on an injury. I, I'm not going to you know fancy a guess here. You know, mere hours after the game uh, on on how long it's going to be out. But coach said you know he's going to miss some time, and uh, the rebounding battles are not going to get any easier. You know, even though there's a, a lot of stretch fours and small ball fives out there in the NBA right now, it's still a, a league dominated by very very tall people. And it, it as great as they are, uh, the Hornets top guard combo they're both under 6-3 so you gotta find other people to rebound losing Cody Zeller for an extended period of time puts more pressure on Bismack Biombo and PJ Washington and the rest of the team to pick up the slack yeah these guys are all going to have to step step up collectively as a unit because it's not one guy who's really going to run come in here and take on that rebounding effort it's, it's got to be overall each guy contributing and really putting forth extra effort every possession down the court nobody's got to get back on offense with the hope of not crashing the boards this is going to be a, have to be a team that all crashes the boards right now in order to collectively be able to pull in enough boards and make enough difference and hopefully by doing that we can come at people from a bunch of different sides if we've got our wings crashing the boards trying to rebound if we've got our bigs also trying to make that effort hopefully it's a situation where we're going to create some more opportunities for ourselves because we're going to have to be active we're not going to have the size advantage so we're going to have to play harder than everyone else we're going to have to play faster than everyone else and active hands out there that's what we want to see right Absolutely. Now, I don't want to get in the habit of settling for silver linings, but hey, 2020 has forced us to find the silver linings in a lot of situations that we were not expecting and we're certainly uh, hoping will be coming to a conclusion in the not too distant future. Uh, night one for the Hornets. You had to settle for a silver lining, but we had a great one. I'm going to talk about it with Matt Rachinsky in just a moment. But first, I want to remind everyone that the buzz is building around this team, and you can see them in person hopefully soon. And if you want your your seats you got to make this call. Season ticket packages available for the 2021-2022 season right now. You can guarantee your price by calling 704-HORNETS or head to hornets.com to secure your season tickets today. Terry Rozier, round of screen, steps up, top of the arc, three is on the way. It is good! Another Lowe's drilling threes bucket. Terry Rozier, a career high, nine threes in the contest. Terry Rozier would add one more. He'd end up with 42 points, a career high in points, a career high in made threes. If you have to settle for a silver lining, that's a pretty good one. Terry Rozier, he is certainly scary, Terry, when he's in his home state of Ohio. And even though it came in a loss, Rozier, 42 points. He had an awful lot of highlights on opening night for the Hornets this season. Have Matt Rachinsky with us here on the Hornets Hivecast. Uh, Matt, this was a special, special opening night performance. Man, after watching Terry play in Cleveland last year, you knew that Terry was going to go into Cleveland and have a good night. He just always plays well there. In two games there last year, he averaged 32.5 points, 6.5 three-pointers made in those contests in Cleveland. He loves playing there. He loves playing in his hometown. But, man, did that guy get in zone in the second half. Just everything he made, every shot he was attempting, whether it was from outside the arc or trying to create as well, was just amazing. And what he was able to do, when Terry catches fire and he has that kind of swagger going – he just wants that basketball, and he's not afraid to take the shot. I love that about him, just 
the passion and the grit that he plays with. He wanted that basketball and he demanded that basketball. And as we talk about, you know, it's not just a career high for him. This is a best ever performance by an NBA player on an opening night. That's crazy. Like that, that is an absolutely crazy statistic to think about all of those performances throughout the course of the NBA that could have happened on opening night and see the Terry drop 42 was just an insane performance by him. Now, I do love seeing this performance out of Terry. We need to get more performances out of other people like this. Obviously, we can't get 42 every night, but to see him do this, just taking control, I love seeing that coming out of Terry. Let me ask you a quick trivia question because I know we like to you know, talk about what he does in Cleveland, but in Terry's last two games, I don't know if you know this because Terry didn't play our last game against Miami, but in the game against Atlanta right before COVID had shut everything down, Terry scored how many points, do you think, in his last game before this one? 40. Yes, sir. You got it right. <laughs> this man has done his research. I love it. To think that Terry, that Terry Rozier has come back and had a 40-point night, followed up by a nine-month hiatus to be able to come back and hit 42, this is a guy who is ready to play basketball, who kept himself prepared, and that's something that Coach Borrego, I know, was very thrilled about. Absolutely, and you do have a play-by-play broadcast. You're doing his homework, so you know I yeah. I read up you early on. Hey, it's your second podcast. You know we got to test you. That's right. It helps. It was a career high. I always keep track of those. Uh, <laughs> you know, one one other note about Terry is you know this is a, a an off season that has had a lot of buzz around the team. Pardon the pun. I use it a lot, but you know it's a good pun. <laughs> um, there's Lamelo Ball being drafted. Many people think he's got a chance to be Rookie of the Year. We're, we're not going to touch on uh, the scoring performance in night one. He's getting up to speed. Did see some nice things right. passing the ball, rebounding, and there's clearly some stuff to work on too, but future very bright for him. There's a reason why he's getting a lot of attention. Gordon Hayward being out of the team. Reason why there's a lot of attention on that. Former All-Star, he's going to be used more probably at the rate he was in Utah when he when he was an All-Star than where he was in Boston after he came back from the injury. He was one of three or four star players. So some nights he'd be the primary option, some nights he didn't need to be, and he'd just you know get his normal 15 to 20 naturally because that's what Gordon Hayward does. But now with Charlotte, he'll be more of a focal point He's going to score a lot more. A lot of people were high on him. A lot of people were high on Devontae Graham. Breakout season last year. Probably should have won most improved player. I know we're biased, but you know what? He probably should have won that award. A lot of people echoed that. LeBron James said that. So, you know, there was a lot of energy around a lot of other players not named Terry Rozier. In fact, you saw some Twitter people and podcasts saying, maybe it's time to see what you can get for Terry Rozier. I think we can put that to rest, at least for the time being, because this is an exceptional score. There are not a lot of these guys around the NBA. Terry Rozier is sticking around with the Hornets and is going to be a focal point for this offense. And if anyone had any doubt, he exercised those very quickly. Oh, there is no question about that. Our fans can expect to see a lot more of Terry coming going forward for sure. Uh, to see him come out and really be able to make that kind of an impact Right out of the gates with this one. Number one, you brought it up with all of the additions that were made. Credit Terry for his maturity and the way he handled all of these situations because I'm sure he saw the the comments. He saw the things out in social media, I'm, I'm sure. And, and he handled it very well. He took the questions from the media, and he always had this excitement in his voice. 
It was never any disappointment or anything like that. You could tell that he was just excited to be playing with guys like Devontae, to be pulling in a guy like LaMelo, who would be able to add more to this team. You know, we talked about positionless basketball early on in the season, and that's what Coach Borrego really wanted to do when he was assembling this team and putting versatile players out there. It's shown that it can work early on right now with these guys all out there, and there's going to be plenty of opportunity for Terry Rozier to make an impact, and I can guarantee he's going to take every one of those opportunities and try and run with it as much as he can because you're right. He's coming off a tremendous season of his own last year where if we didn't have Devontae, there were times we could have pushed both of those guys for most improved players with the numbers that both of them were putting up together, and to add another weapon with LaMelo in here is just going to be tremendous for this team in the backcourt. Head coach James Borrego talked about Terry Rozier after the game. Uh, Terry was special again tonight. You know, I don't know if it's Cleveland, but he's he's had a heck of a a camp, a preseason, and it's not a coincidence. When you work in the summertime, the results will take care of themselves. And Terry's been working nonstop since we went on a break here. And give him credit, though. He's played tremendous, playing with great confidence. And uh, I thought he was fantastic tonight. He and Gordon, I thought, really played well tonight. Uh, we need other guys to step up as well. Terry Rozier, a career-high 42 points. And aside from maybe you know the last shot within the last 30 seconds, it really wasn't much forced by Rozier. It's like, I'm open, I'm going to shoot it. I'm not open, I'm going to dish it. Uh, and he just has a way of finding those open spots. But, you know, there's some players, you know, that have the size and stature to just kind of see over the defense. And, you know, Kevin Durant is always open because he's already taller than everyone. Terry Rozier played an unselfish brand of basketball and still scored 42 points, and that's a special thing. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to think that not only did he score 42 points, but he also made an impact in other ways as well. He had three rebounds. He had two assists. He had two steals, and he had a block. The guy did a little bit of everything. It wasn't just get me the basketball and I'm going to score it. No other thing that I'm not going to focus on. This is just about me. He was making plays for his teammates. He was getting other people involved. And you're right. He wasn't forcing anything out there. He was just locked in in the zone for his game, and he was trying to make things happen just to pull this team back. You know, we talk about size, we talk about all that thing. The one thing that I love watching Terry play is just that fire that he brings to this team. There's just that fire and that swagger that he has when he's out there on the court that he says, you can just tell that he's looking at guys like, I am going to take this to you right now and I'm going to create and find the right thing to get either for myself or for my teammates to make this happen. And he's got that. There, there, there is no question about it. And it's fun to watch because you need guys like that who have that swagger out on the court and who can puff their chest a little bit when they're playing well and really kind of put the rest of the team on their back and say, come on, guys, let's run with me. All right, my turn to challenge you with trivia. So he had 40 points yeah, in his last uh, game of last season. He had 42 right, points right. in the first game of this season. So what's he on pace to do for the next game against Oklahoma City? 44, I guess, if we just add by two. Yeah, you got it. Was you got it. See, I would have had to take my socks off to get that one right. I was not a math major. I guarantee that. I, I was only a math minor, so I, hence I needed some help. Uh, we've got one more segment to go here on the Hornets Hivecast. Uh, it is the holidays. It is Christmas Eve now here today. So we're going to be talking about some of the holiday gifts that the Hornets 
have given to the community. And uh, if you know, we're talking gifts, I know I said it once before, but I'll say it again, a great gift to give to your favorite Hornets fan in your life, maybe season tickets for the upcoming 2021-2022 season. They're available now. You can guarantee your price now by calling 704-HORNETS or head to hornets.com to secure your season tickets today. Final segment here on the Hornets Hivecast this Christmas Eve edition. Happy to have Matt Rachinsky here with us. Uh, Matt, it is Christmas Eve. we got a little bit of time here before the Hornets hit the hardwood once again to host the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, and, and the holidays are all about giving back, especially here in 2020, where we've had a lot of things taken from us. The Hornets are doing a lot to give back in the community. And some of their superstars taking the lead, including the newcomer Gordon Hayward. He took the initiative, he and his family paid for the layaway gifts for 200 Charlotte families. Just paid for them on his own, uh, sent that money off. They get their Christmas gifts. They don't have to worry about the tab. Just a great, great thing. And he was not alone on the Hornets team giving back this holiday season. It was absolutely tremendous to see what Devontae Graham also had to do. He teamed with the Salvation Army to provide gifts for families in need in the Charlotte area. We saw Terry Rozier also do some tremendous work in the community with his Merry Terry Christmas. So not only did he give us the gift of 42 points, he's also reaching out in the community as much as possible, giving out gifts to a family in need through the Charlotte Rescue Mission. And he also gifted tablets to children in shelters throughout Charlotte family housing. So just to see those things. And you're mentioning Gordon. These are our top, some of our top players, Gordon, Rose, Gordon Haywood, Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham, all wanting to make an impact in some way in the community. And that's led by our owner. It really is. That's led by Michael Jordan. When he took control of this team and took ownership of this team, one of the first things he said that he wanted to do was make an impact in the Charlotte community and actually in the Carolinas as well. And he's done a tremendous job of that. And that's influenced all of our players to really want to make a difference. And seeing a guy like Gordon come in as a new guy on the block, wanting to jump in right away, do something around the holiday season. Sam, could you imagine being one of those families when they showed up at Walmart and their layaway gifts were already paid for, and it was they were told that it was being done by one of the newest members of the Charlotte Hornets organization? I couldn't imagine the look of joy on those folks' faces when that happened. So it's just great to hear these things are going on. Most definitely. And and it is uh, something to be proud of about the organization as a whole. And for those individuals, too. I mean, you know, it's time and money that they are taking out of their pockets to give back. And it's something that, you know, not every uh, NBA superstar does. So, you know, credit where credit is due and something to be celebrated here in a very, very difficult holiday season. Uh, 2020 has been a difficult year seems like things are starting to head towards a brighter tomorrow, uh, but certainly these guys doing their part. Holidays are also a lot about fun, and we've had some fun content posted already to Hornets.com and the new <laughs> Hornets app. There was a, a little cookie decorating, which some yeah. players we got to talk to about uh, their, their themes here, but a couple were standouts. There were some standouts. At the end of the day, I think that P.J. Washington did a tremendous job on his cookie cake. You guys can go on our social outlets. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. We've got these things that we were pushing out um, through the tip-off tour that was presented by Sprite this week. And what the guys did was they got cookie cakes given to them by Food Lion. were able to kind of sent them not only the cookie cakes, but they also sent them all individual things to decorate. So they had their choices of what they wanted to do on them. 
And Cody Zeller might have had the best quote when he said, everything is better with sprinkles on it. So this guy loaded up his cookie cake full of sprinkles. And at the end, we'll just have to let you guys go to Hornets.com or, or check out on our social outlets to see how things ended up for Cody because we all know Cody, gosh, bless his heart. You guys always got the right thing in mind. But, you know, in terms of creating cookie cakes, I don't think that's necessarily his strong suit. See, I thought he did a good job. It's just you, you have to remember that sprinkles are, are not a glue substance. You need the glue that is the frosting or else the sprinkles are not going to stay where you put them. Exactly. That's my point. They didn't stay on the thing. If you're, You can't just sprinkle sprinkles onto a cookie cake. You've got to have at least your layers of frosting to kind of get them had it in there. I mean, I'm not a cookie decorator myself by any stretch of the imagination, but Cody's got to know that. When he picks that thing up, that's, that might be the, one of the best parts of the video towards the end. Make sure you guys check it out. Make sure you check it out. All that content is, of course, available to you throughout our social media platform and on Hornets.com. One other gift to let everyone know about for Christmas Day, we'll have a special guest for you here on the Hornets Hivecast. We, we started off strong with the general manager, <laughs> of the Charlotte Hornets, Mitch Kupchak. We're coming on strong again here on night two with Matt Rachinsky. And guess who's coming tomorrow? Uh, Sam Perley. Gordon Hayward is our guest oh. for tomorrow's podcast. So we're going to be talking to him about why he picked Charlotte. Uh, uh, we'll talk to him about his generous donation as well and about his expectations here for this 2020-2021 season. How's that for a Christmas gift? Man, that's a tremendous Christmas gift. Fans are going to definitely have to tune in. I'll tune in to listen to what Gordon's got to say. And, and make sure you let him know that, you know, Mitch set the bar high. I followed up. So now Gordon's got to follow in my footsteps, right? Is that the way this works? The gauntlet has been thrown down. And the beautiful thing is it's a <laughs> podcast. So it's available to you whenever it's convenient for you. Just go ahead, hit the download, hit the subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. You're already here, so just make sure you tune in tomorrow. We'll have that one for you. Matt, thank you so much for spending time with us here on Christmas Eve. Uh, you know, we, we do record these things ahead of time, but I'll let you all in on a secret. It is Christmas Eve officially now, so yeah. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and thanks for being with us here on night two of the Hornets Hivecast. Right back at you. It was absolutely tremendous working with you here so far, Sam. Hopefully you and your family have a wonderful holiday. You guys get everything that Santa wants to bring you, and and he fulfills every gift and wish that you need. And you guys have the best Christmas possible. And as we get ready to play some more Hornets basketball right after the holiday. Absolutely. Same to you and yours, Matt, and same to all of you tuning in as well. For Matt, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us here on this edition of the Hornets Hivecast.